Hello. What is going on, my brother from another mother? What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, Adam? What is How much, is the bro? Not much. Yeah. You questing? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still on the quest? Drinking, drinking liters of coffee at the moment. Liters? Um, liters. Liters of coffee. In one go? How do you have your coffee, by the way? Can I yeah. ask? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I'm doing I do espresso shots in the afternoon, and in the morning I just do instant coffee. Oh, you're an instant guy. How do you do your espressos? You got a, an espresso machine? You buy them? Yeah. Are they? How does it work? I have, I have a machine. I find you can tell a lot person by how they have their coffee. Um, but my next goal is to buy a. Remember that when we were living in Thailand. You, and you moved from Phuket, you gave me that cool coffee machine. I do. I missed that bad boy. Had to go out and buy another one. Yeah, it was a beast. Yeah, it was a beast. Um, I want to buy one of those. That's my next, uh, next purchase, I think. Yeah, sick. I bought one here with the, with the pods, Nespresso pods. So I go down to the Nespresso shop at the local mall and buy a handful of pods of all different flavors and strengths and, different countries and continents that all the coffee comes from and stuff. Chuck that bad boy in. takes about 30 seconds. You got yourself your espresso or whatever. Straight up. It's kind of cool. I found myself falling in love with the Tim Hortons branded coffee, extra sweet, sort of vanilla flavored. And I found my own way of making it here with the, the Nespresso pods and a little bit of vanilla and honey flavor. It's uh, yeah taken over my life, unfortunately. I'm well, the uh, you got me onto the the coffee and the honey oh, yeah. replacement, and then we discovered coffee and <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> this is actually the trick. I didn't want to say it out loud, but the trick to the Tim Hortons <laughs> coffee is you chuck in the maple syrup and vanilla vanilla flavoring, and you've got. I mean, it's not a lot; it's a small sort of dab, but you get that sort of combination working, and you've got yourself. And honestly, at the same time, I am using either vanilla or the caramel. Uh, flavored pods of the coffee already. I'll have one flavored coffee in the morning. It's the first thing I wake up to, sort of similar to like a little bit of a sweet, I guess. Then maybe a couple of hours later, I'll make a, I'll uh, grind up some beans uh, freshly and then put them in the French press. So four minutes at mm-hmm. X amount, blah, blah, blah. I have a coffee this way. And this one, I'll add a little bit of honey as I've never really been a sugar, add sugar to hot drinks kind of a guy. I've done it, but it's just, not really sat well with me. I'm not a big fan of adding sugar separately. So I add sugar on, uh, sorry, I add honey instead of sugar. And then maybe in the afternoon, I'll have one if I'm kind of bored or in a meeting or not that I have meetings, but you know, like like a meeting, meeting a friend for coffee, that kind of stuff. But I'll usually drink a decaf in the afternoon. So I still get the flavor. I still get the fun and, uh, you know, whatever coolness that comes along with drinking coffee. I'll get all that still, but just without the caffeine too late in the afternoon. Yeah, I think we need a coffee sponsor for the for the podcast. Well, we should do the podcast listening. first. <laughs> Let's just concentrate on the podcast first. <laughs> no, we'll worry, but we'll get the sponsors first and we'll figure the shit out later. Oh, we're just dreaming out loud. Okay, cool. Well, whilst we're dreaming out loud, it'll be pretty cool if we can get something else going at the same time. 
So yeah, dude, I was reminiscing uh, about. So I've been wanting to get. Um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you said it. I was gonna say. I'm sure when you talk yeah. about reminiscing <laughs> and you're thinking about, usually the answer is tattoos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to get one, but they're so expensive. I got one in DC a little while ago. It was two hundred bucks for like a couple of lots of stuff. Mm. I know the quality of the tattoo, but the price. Um, remember that time we got tattooed together when we were in Chiang Mai? You mean at the same place, not together? Yeah. Yeah, so we have matching tattoos. <laughs> that time when you tattooed me and I tattooed you. <laughs> well, that's uh, a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. That didn't happen, by the way, whoever's thinking yeah. that. That might have happened, um, that did not happen. And... I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there and say that you wanted the tattoo first. You wanted to find the tattoo shop and I went along with it just so in case your mom's listening. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, she still wants uh, to tell me if you get tattoos. So. Yeah, exactly. Even though we're in different countries. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm still the influence but, that created the first one, so therefore every single one you get after that is my fault. I understand. Well, yeah, so this is basically the image that she has of you. Yeah. Bald tattoo. Yep. Bad. Whole, whole bad. Shebang. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Um, but what was your first, what was your first tattoo? Oh, man. And uh, why did you get it? Uh, I think I was uh, underage. Um, it was, believe it or not, a Nike tick on, the, on my shoulder. Um, two or three of us got it at the same time. I believe only one still has it in its original form. I got mine covered over and switched over a year or two later. And so did the other guy. Um, why? I think just to be cool, bit of a rebel and go out and get a tattoo for the first time. I think I would, I was underage, so 15, 16, something like that. Um, a friend of ours, father, stepfather was, uh, an artist in a shop. So he kind of came in and asks us all the questions that we should sort of be asking or be asked. The only thing was just not our age. We've known the guy for a while. He's known us for a while. So it wasn't really a big issue as far as that's concerned. His uh, stepson, our friend, had a handful already. He was only a year or two older than us anyway, two or three years older. So it wasn't too much of an issue. I didn't really regret it. I don't think I've got any tattoos that I've actually regretted because most of them either have a story as to how they came about or they have a meaning, whether it be superficial or just a memory and moment in time, something like that. I don't particularly enjoy getting them like most people, but I can just you know, shut the fuck up and take pain for a few hours. It's not really, uh, not really a problem. But uh, which leads me into the next question. Sorry, is the least painful? Because you got a ton, uh, not a ton, but a decent amount. So which has been the easiest one to get and which has been the hardest one to get? Well, I got, a, I'd say like a handful of really small ones. So that as far as being easy to get, the small ones are obviously going to be the easy ones to get. Um, the quick, short, sharp, nice and simple. The one with the most amount of pain for, um, for the time, like the time under the, 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 the needle was on my forearm, um, just I guess on the muscle, there's no sort of fat between the skin and the muscle. It's right at the top of the forearm. Um, 
my forearms are relatively um, muscular and my body fat on my arms is relatively low. So it felt quite, uh, uh, I really felt the needle, you know what I mean? Like it was really, yeah, especially yeah. during the, 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 the shading parts and, you know, blackening out the filling in and, oh man, that's this, this was painful. Um, before that, I would have said the most painful one would have been under the armpit. Um, I didn't quite make it into the armpit area. I had to sort of cut the guy off halfway through the line that was supposed to go up into the armpit and said, bro, you got to do something. You got to change this pattern. You got to change this line. <laughs> like erase that little template and uh, redraw another one. Cause there's no way I'm letting you put that line any further than you have nor am I letting you have a second line, you know, because it's kind of like, a, imagine like sort of like a triangle and the point was going to be up in the armpit. So he had drawn one line about halfway up. I said, all right, just cut that off and uh, go back down from that angle and make a much, much shorter triangle as, as such. I would have thought that would have been the most painful one I had before, but that was a line again. So it was only painful about 10 minutes. Whereas this, the guy drawing in, filling in on the forearm was a good, or I want to say 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes, what felt like an hour or two, but only about 30 or 40 minutes on that forearm, trying to get it right. It was here in Bangkok, the one on the forearm. So he was uh, slow, like most things here. But <laughs> slow, took a while. Uh, make sure he's doing it right. So going over it, over and over and over. And I appreciate the going over it now, but at the, at the time, in the moment, it was... Wow, painful. Um, that would have been probably the most painful one. Is is one of those two? Yeah, I remember getting I mean, when I got one done on my wrist on the inside. Mm. Um, I think <laughs> it came about because we were all out drinking, and I wanted to have that. Yeah, I was just out drinking, and went and got a tattoo story, mm. and I knew I had something in the back of my mind that I wanted to get. I was like, "Fuck it, we're all." down in Phuket having drinks with, uh, I think, Mache and like a whole bunch of random people that we had met. Mm. And I was like, yeah, fuck, I'll just go over to, what's that, that good tattoo place in Phuket? What's it called? Uh, Celebrity Inc.? Down, down. Yeah, Celebrity Inc. I mm. just popped in there and he did the small one on the inside of my wrist and mm. that was the most painful one. It was like the size of a 50 cent piece. I remember you coming back from there because whilst you went and got that, uh, we stayed just a couple of meters outside there just watching people drive by and walk by and whatever. And you came back out. <laughs> How was that? Looked at it. Yeah. Oh, it's small. Took you that long. And you were just like, dude, the most painful pain I've ever had. We've had a few beers at this point. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, bitch. Let's keep going. <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah. uh, I can understand what you mean now having had that, that one on upon the forearm there, which is, I believe, just basically straight into muscle without any fat in between and under the wrist there where you're talking about yours would be probably very similar, I would say. Crazy. You know, yeah. the best tattoo story I ever had actually was um, there was this artist back in Adelaide, female, who I'd come across through my ex-wife and was doing some work with her and, and she was with, with the art on the artistic sort of level on the art side and had mentioned that just sort of started doing tattoos and I was like oh I like the idea of an artist doing tattoos because I'm like a custom one-off 
kind of a dude. So if I can get her to design something as an artist, it's going to be a one-off. Ask her obviously not to share it, not to, you know, make it available for everybody. That would be ideally the best. Um, so I kind of came in and said, look, I've heard a lot about you. I want to support you on your journey to becoming a tattoo artist. I've seen her art. She's a great artist. I've seen some of the tattoos she's done. It's not bad. It's good. So I thought, okay, I'll go in there and I'll, I'll say, look, this is the spot that I have in mind. And I have an idea for you to f- just fill that spot with something that you think would look cool, would suit and would match what I already had on my arm. Being an artist and, you know, I think fairly well-trained artist, she had an eye, not just somebody that can draw well. She was actually a, a really good artist. So I said to her, look, I'll make an appointment. We'll come in and see sort of what you can do. And then I'll leave. You call me when it's time to come in. Anytime after two o'clock in the afternoon, I can come in any day because my work schedule was finishing around one anyway. So I said, okay, go and draw what you want, but don't tell me what it's going to be. She says, okay. Now, obviously in her mind, she's thinking surprising with something. So she actually drew two or three different things in different sizes. And as I came in for that consultation, looking at the actual uh, the design, she was going to throw them at me and see which one I liked. Now I came in and said, okay, I'm ready to go. She said, no, 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 this is just, we're just going to figure out which one you want. And I said, which one do you like best? Which one suits best? And which one would you be proud to sort of own? She said, oh, okay, after a bit of deliberation and asking too many questions, she says, this one. I said, okay, let's go. She goes, you don't want to look at it? I said, nope, I'll trust you and I'll go for it. She couldn't believe it. She started asking everybody else in the shop. It's a fairly large shop, six or seven artists, six or seven people working in there on top of that, assistants and receptionists, two or three people waiting on the couch. Everybody can hear. We're the only ones talking. She then says, are you sure you want me to tattoo this on you without seeing it first? I said, dope, sounds cool, let's go. As long as you can cover it, like the the area, the spot, and it's going to sort of match and suit everything else in between, I'm good to go. So off she goes. Six hours later, we finish up and she says, hey, um, like we're all done. Do you want to check it out now? I'll explain to you a little bit. I'm sort of lying down on a chair. Like imagine lying down like a, like in a dentist chair, sort of feet up and laying back like on a 45, 60 degree angle, just chilling for five, six hours. The owner who's also, we're in Australia at the time, the owner who's also a Kiwi has gotten me two or three hot dogs from down the street from my favorite hot dog shop. So as you know, I love my hot dogs. I was like, dude, this is the best thing ever. I'm full. I'm hydrated. I'm happy. I'm going through about five, six hours of this tattoo stuff. It's not too bad. It's on the back side of the forearm and it's about 75 to 80% of the length of the forearm itself. So I'm sitting there. I can't actually see what she's tattooing as she's tattooing anyway. I can't twist my arm around that far. I can't really move my arm too much anyway because she's using it even on her breaks. I can't rotate my arm around inside to see the whole thing. I can't rotate my arm around the outside and see the whole thing. I can see little snippets on the outside, little snippets on the inside, but I can't tell what it is. As the guys are walking by, she's telling them all, don't tell them what it is. It's a surprise. So they're all obviously joking around. It's like, oh, why have you got two elephants sucking each other off? You know, and I'm like, what? She's like joking, joking. This was kind of funny. I then, uh, as we finished, said, okay, uh, let's, let's check it out. She said, okay, I want you to check it out in the mirror so you can see if it suits the whole arm 
um, on the other side of the room. So the big mirror down there, not just off a little, you know, uh, like a makeup mirror that they normally show you. I said, all right, cool, sounds good. As we're walking down the shop, I'm kind of like looking, twisting my arm around, can't really see what it is. She goes, can you tell what it is? I said, nah. She says, is there anything you hope it's not? And I'm thinking in my head, you know the old, uh, like the old pirate flags you see in the movies, which is like a skull, just drawn out, normal, simple one-line skull with two crossed yeah. uh, bones underneath it, you know, <laughs> like pirate. Yeah, like the, the, the pirate flag. Yeah, the pirate, yeah. pirate flag. Sort of this thing, is yeah. the image in my head. So I'm thinking, well, I hope it's not a skull and crossbones, you know. And she's looked and her face has dropped. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, these guys are pranking <laughs> me. You know, like it's just her and the owner left at this time. It's been almost the whole afternoon. And she's like, are you fucking serious? Why didn't you say you didn't want skull? I said, I'm just joking around. Like, I'm just kidding. She's like, are you, no, you're not kidding. I saw your face. So it ends up, it's a skull. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Mexican style with a little bit of the painting on the front. I mean, it's not Mexican, but it's more that style just to draw a picture of, of it in your own mind. It's kind of more of a mask type skull with a, you know, little drawings on top and looks kind of like one of those logos for like a tequila bottle or something like that these days. But in my head, I was just making a joke, just a random, like, I hope it's not a skull and crossbone. Ha, ha, ha. The look on her face. That's a big skull. That's a big skull. Look on her face. And the dude, the owner, just, he lost his shit. He was on the floor rolling in laughter, just going, you fucked up. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. Now, I'm obviously, you know me enough that I'm sort of kidding and joking anyway. And then... um. So then we kind of get over, I kind of like, dude, relax, I'm just sort of just, just joking. I just meant, and I explained what I explained to you just before about the, the pirate flag style. She's like, oh, but she couldn't get her head around it. And so we're you know, washing it and taking a couple of photos, whatever I explained to her, please don't, you know, show everybody this. I'd rather prefer it was a one-off and the story of it being sort of random without any sight of it or approving of the picture at first is kind of the whole point of the whole story, uh, the whole point of the tattoo, not specifically the tattoo itself. She's kind of like, yeah, okay, right, I get it. I think I got it to do that. And then she says, oh, my God. I said, what? Your wife's going to kill me. I didn't think about that. I didn't think. My wife's a little precious. She's not a big fan of tattoos in general. She doesn't have any. She doesn't mind them on people, but she's not a big fan of them. She's probably never going to have them. I should say ex-wife, sorry. But at the time, my wife was not a big fan of them. Wasn't a big fan of me getting a new one. Didn't really know I was getting a skull. Knew I was coming to see this chick to get this tattoo, but not knowing what it was. Because obviously, I didn't know what it was going to be. Then she's kind of like, yeah, I just drew a skull on him. His wife's going to kill me. I'm going to lose this you know, this job or this contract or whatever it is that they were working together at the time for <laughs> was this big woman drama. If you know, you can explain, uh, I can't really explain any better than yeah. that. Like a, a yeah, woman, yeah. woman, woman drama. And holy like shit. Train of thought, oh really. my God. Yeah. It was hilarious. And me and the Kiwi guy in the back, just kind of like rolling our eyes, shaking our heads, trying to add a little fuel to her fire a little bit, just to just tease her a little bit. But, in the end, I didn't. I didn't give a fuck. It was hilarious, and I love the story of it. Like just trusting someone from 
you know, recommendations from a few people that had recommended her to me, which I 100% trusted in their opinion of art. One of them was um, like voted as one of the best artists in the world in her field for what she was doing at the time. So I kind of trusted her eye for that. And then um, and my ex-wife at the time, you know, she was also pretty decent at, yeah, this chick's a decent chick or not. So I kind of went with the idea of, all right, don't really know what I want in this hole, in this gap to fill in my forearm, but if she can come up with something that's kind of funny and cool, I'll go for it. I'm kind of that stupid, like, wouldn't be the first tattoo I ever got that it's not just random, you know. I've got more random tattoos than I have planned tattoos. I got a guy just recently who said, oh, I've been practicing my tattoos, so can I tattoo you? I was like, uh, what? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I have not heard of this. You're not an artist. What are you talking about? Goes, yeah, I bought a few guns back at home and I've been practicing on pig skin. A couple of my friends let me tattoo them a little bit here and there. And then he's mentioned you and said he's had done a couple on you. Hmm. He talks a good game. I've kind of fallen for it. Uh, he's very confident when he pitches this because he's pitched he, it. Yeah. Like he's tattooed me a few times now. Yeah. <laughs> very confident that it's pitched. So he, he initially had tattooed just uh, like I had like um, like quite a small, like maybe two or three millimeters, you know, half a centimeter wide, um, what looked like a rope. So kind of like a chain, if you imagine links on a chain, he'd done yeah. two or three links of that chain, which has probably like a hundred in the end. So, you know, nothing in comparison, just to sort of, sort of feel what it was like. And this, I think, was what got him a little interested. He got the bug from that. And then from there, he wanted to ask for more. And then from there, I was like, nah. Then he went overseas and he hooked up with you. And you were like, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I've done six. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, why not? And I kind of went with the idea. It was a very simple sort of design. And it was uh, similar to like straight line kind of stuff. So I kind of figured like if I just get him to do them very thin, if he mucks them up, I can just get the artist that's actually over his shoulder watching, nodding in his head, thinking this guy's pretty good, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, I can get him to to just cover it up and do everything just a little bit bigger. You know, like if it's not quite circular, they just get the artist to just do the whole thing, but just, you know, one or 2% bigger. That way you can cover it up anyway. So, but he actually did a perfect freaking circle. Um, it was a semicolon, so like a circle with a little comma underneath it. Perfect lines, perfect shading. None of it's dropped out. Everything sits perfect. The dude that was supposed to be the artist was sitting there going, yeah, sick, this is dope. He gave us a discount since the guy technically didn't do anything, which was kind of funny. But we did use his gear. We did use his shop and whatever. So he gave us just the minimum spend, you know. There's always a minimum minimum that you got to pay for, even if it's just a dot. So you just put yeah, that. So the ink. The, yeah, the yeah. ink, the use of the gun, a bit of cleaning equipment and, you know. 20 minutes of his time. I mean, the guy technically did the transferring of the picture onto the stencil paper and did that. So, yeah, I mean, he had given him the gun after and said, here you go, like you can finish it and touch it up if, if there's anything that you know needs touching up. The guy kind of looked at it, you know, stretched the skin a little bit, pulled it aside, looked at it from a different side, got his mate to help out and said, there's nothing to fix. <laughs> gave him a big head, gave me a nice... Call it boosted confidence a little bit, which was kind of cool also. So, yeah, that's the most recent one I've got. Um, the stupidest yeah, that's story. Cool. One yeah, I, fig- I figured out that um, I figured out that he was good with straight lines. So, 
block letting block letters and straight lines so he's yeah, allowed to great. do those on me yeah that's great yeah exactly no he was he was pretty great. funny with this kind of stuff he was always into him he was always trying to convince others to do it he kind of got a little logo going for himself and had as many people as he could tattoo that logo on himself, which I think is sitting out on like six or seven people at the moment, which is hilarious. <laughs> and all these branded people <laughs> running Being around. branded, yeah. yeah this, this bit was pretty funny. I found that pretty interesting. I had, I te- well, I'm technically part of that branded group. Uh, the only difference is I have the original concept of what became a logo, which is nothing like it at all. But, it's sort of where the logo sort of came from, you know, so pretty funny. I lost a bet with him uh, a couple of years back and um, the bet was either I, he, I choose the tattoo and he does it or he chooses the tattoo and an artist does it. Now I know if I lost a bet, I'm going to stick to my word and I know him if I make him choose, he's going to pick some really stupid just for the sake of it. So I went with, I'll pick it, but you can do it. Because I, again, just like I said, I'll pick something simple that I know can be covered up later on with someone else's professional handiwork if, it's, uh, if it doesn't turn out so good. But he kind of chickened out because it was very singular line, straight line stuff. So he let the artist do it, but he was super happy that I picked um, the picture oh, because I picked something of his something that he had drawn I should have mentioned that earlier not something I picked like just randomly off the internet I picked off of his drawings off of his templates he'd you know, drawn 20 or so different things so this is how that started with this with this guy which is pretty funny yeah he's he had this fascination with the tattoos for quite some time yeah like he, it's a it's a weird one uh, branding and whatever yeah. I don't know <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get from. it either, but, <laughs> I don't know but he's, he's now done, like I'm looking at my, my arm and it's one, two, three, four. Yeah, he's got me four times. Wow. And a few others on top of that, I heard, like uh, a few other people. Yeah, I mean, uh, some, yeah, some other, yeah, some other people, like he did a girl's ribs hmm. um, and he's done a guy's foot and he's done, like, yeah, he's done some random random tattoos on um, some other people, but it's always like when we're in a party setting mm. and it's not like he's been drinking or anything, but I think he just gets hyped up and then the tattoo case comes out with the guns <laughs> and everything else. He's <laughs> like, so he actually like, does I'm, own I'm his own. To, <laughs> yeah, he does. He does have his own. He has the, I thought he was bullshitting with this. I thought I oh, just you know, got a couple here and there, but I thought there's no way he can have his own collection of guns, but he said, yeah, yeah, I got a collection. What the hell? It's cool for someone who's not an artist, not a tattoo artist, and doesn't have a single tattoo on him at all. Quite interesting, but not surprising. Yeah, it's, uh, so. but uh, it's, yeah, it's always a funny story because like I'll be DJing or making drinks for other people, and it's like, Adam, can I can I tattoo you? <laughs> can I tattoo you? <laughs> and I've got about That's I've got about five minutes to to find something that I want on my body forever as well as I know that he can do <laughs> you don't go with the try and distract him option I've gone with the guy and try and distract him option you kind of give in and go okay that's cool I mean you've always been one of those guys yeah. into, into getting a tattoo hey bro see, we should get a tattoo 
I mean, the times that yeah. you and I have gone and got tattoos together, almost like I didn't have really anything or you didn't have anything. I was in the mood, you weren't. But you know, I, I had about four or five on my phone that I had like ideas of here and there or a couple of pictures stored away somewhere just in case of this exact emergency. <laughs> hey, bro, I want to get a tattoo. Uh, okay, I'll come along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up getting one. Yeah. You did the same thing. I mean, I've gone by myself. You've gone by yourself, but we've also gone together. And you just got one. We've gone together. I've just got one. But I think more times than not, we've gone together and each got one at the same time. Because I'm, well, while I'm here, why not? You know, it was. It was well, this is the thing. Like we uh, in in Phuket, especially the. I mean, the prices were really good. The artists were really good. We you found pay a, a little bit more. Ones. This is true. We did yeah. find a couple of pretty good ones around, and uh, hidden in the little sort of side streets or on the little, on a beach out the back somewhere. Not really working with tourists because they're in tiny little hidden little shops. This is for me. This is usually this is the key. If you went down to to Phuket and you were in the busy area, there was obviously a hundred shops there. Some of them better than others. Some of them highly professional. Some not at all. But. We never went to those places. I mean, we went to the top place. And I'm saying that Celebrity Inc. I think was in the top ten tattoo shops around the world or something at some point. Where were we there? Number I want to say number six or eight or something like that. I remember I was getting a tattoo in there one time, um, an ice cream cone on my forearm, and they sort of all started laughing and joking and 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 cheering and clapping. They'd just been awarded that. They'd just broken the top ten. So and I think they were in number eight or something. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's what people, I think, don't, whether they don't put two and two together with the quality of work, but yeah. just the quality of environment with some certain facilities like that. Like, you know, the, the TED2 places are really, really good if they're up to that scratch. Up to that scratch. Mm-hmm. And even like that, um, that nightclub, that Illusions is like top 50 in the world. Like, and you don't expect it to be it, in yeah. Phuket. It used to, it used to be up, up, and, oh, I don't know what the number, the highest number of what it was at the time, but yeah, I mean, because we took it for granted. We took that this, this place is you know, a sketchy country and a dodgy street and a shady neighborhood. So we kind of assume everything there is going to be the, of that standard. But if you think about it, the number one, one of the number one touristing places in the world, and then on top of that, the number one spot on that place and that island which is a, in a city, I, say, uh, I should say. I mean, it I wouldn't be surprised it hasn't been taken over by a few well, well-trained well business businessmen and it turned into crazy, crazy. I mean, ugh, we don't have enough time in today to talk about the stories we've had in some of these places, but the, the tattoo, go back to the tattoo story. Yes, yeah, so I, I remember this shop being like ridiculously clean and thorough. The, the one story about it, I went and got a tattoo one time, which I thought was going to be about 20, 30 minutes, possibly a little longer because of the setup or waiting time. But these guys, they were really entertaining. They made sure that we were fed while we were waiting. They made sure that we had a beverage if we wanted it. Now, they're not buying the beverages for us, but they're going out and getting the beverages from directly next door, making sure that, you know, we're happy, we're still entertained and enjoying our night out. And um, I remember that, Almost every single uh, tattoo that was going through that shop had to be the design that the artist had to um, be approved. Sorry, the design from the artist had to go and get it approved by the manager 
before they're allowed to put it on you, stencil, put the stencil on you. Then they were allowed to get approved again before they were allowed to put the, the machine to work. This is, I mean, this is why this place became essentially, you know, top 10 or top 15 tattoo shops around the world. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great environment. Um, yeah. Considering what was around, like it was kind of in the party district and kind of yeah. in the district that wasn't known for the best uh, sort of, you know, well, there's environment. Some, there's definitely some yeah. clean, clean places around. Like if you're smart enough, you'll find and hunt the right place. Like this place, when I'm telling you about here, the guy had to take a photo of the drawing and to get it approved before. Like he would take a photo and send that to his boss. His boss was not in the shop. My, I should probably have said that. The shop, the guy was actually international at the time. He was traveling, visiting his family. So the guy would take a photo of the, the, the drawing and send it to the guy, the owner, uh, through messenger or something like that. And he would wait for that guy to approve it back. And he, what he did was actually just really criticize the drawing super, super to the point where I remember one time, cause I was in there with someone else. And when they got theirs done, it was just four letters. One of the S's, there was two S's inside this word. The second S was not exactly identical to the first S in the drawing. So the guy made him do it again. Then when they finished the drawing, he made him double check again with that. And then once he'd put it on, he'd put it on slightly crooked. So he had to erase that and do it again from there. It was really, really critical, like really spot on. Mine was pretty simple because it was a custom made, like a very simple, uh, like you put a circle on top of a triangle. It looked like an ice cream cone, like it was pretty simple. But the other one had more of a thin line drawing, and a four letter word. And yeah, they made sure that the, both S's were exactly the same. They made sure that it was put on stencil wise extremely straight and all this was being done through messenger so you'd wait like 10 minutes for the the boss to sort of reply back with the answer with the question with the fix it whatever so the whole 10 15 20 minute process well got stretched out to like a good 45 minutes to an hour and that's outside of getting the tattoo itself so yeah i mean at, at that point like it, at, at that point like it's uh, you know, being put on your body essentially forever mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that it's uh, at the best quality so, i mean there's all those horror stories of people going to essentially third world countries and getting tattoos and they're like what the hell what mm. the fuck is this like terrible or it stretches or changes or whatever but yeah that place is unreal the best was the ganji Gan- ganji ganji <laughs> ganji <laughs> <laughs> weird i don't even smoke the 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 is it ka- kanji Kanji, the, the the Japanese and Chinese characters that the people get tattooed on them. Yeah, I think so. I don't know how Something's, to pronounce yeah, it. But yeah, when they're getting these things, and you're like guaranteeing, like some white dude out of a book is guaranteeing that this is exactly how you spell or what this exactly translates to, and you're like, yeah, okay, sick, you get it done. Yeah, and a Japanese mate's like, uh, that's not what that says. What do you think that says? <laughs> and then like, yeah, nah, yeah. nah bro, <laughs> that's not it. Yeah, the amount of horror stories that come out about people that uh, got like got those done, and then they've ended up dating someone. They can actually speak the language and find out that it means like fried chicken, fried rice, or something like that. Yeah, instead of love, hope, and war, or something. Well, the the one I had, like I had something similar happen with one of mine, and that there was I had like a lotus flower done in a fairly decent size, and there was that middle of the lotus. I don't know if you know it, but it doesn't tattoo well for me. It doesn't look so good personally. So I put like one of these kanji 
uh, characters inside. Symbols, yeah. And um, like it was given to me as like it means, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what it meant. Um, what I picked, what I thought it picked was like truth. And when I got it sort of uh, translated by a buddy of mine who knows how to speak the language, he was like, yeah. I guess it kind of can mean truth, but it's not the one I would have put to truth. And I'm like, oh, at least, at least it's not too far off. It doesn't say like freaking elephant or something completely opposite. You know, at least it was kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. See how I mean, it's probably meaning this more, like honesty, um, not so much truth. But I guess if you think about it, honesty and truth are the same thing. So yeah, I guess you can. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm all on the same line at least. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not being yeah, sold, the same completely different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. So this yeah. was, this was the funny story I had with that. But I mean, so with all your like, experience, um, yeah. So with all your experience with uh, with tattoos, and I mean, this is also for me as well. But what advice would you give someone that uh, in that goes to essentially a third country like Thailand or like Phuket? Uh, I think the the, the most the biggest thing I've got here. I mean, we we don't really have any bad stories. I don't really have any bad tattoos. I don't have any bad experiences. So there's no lessons to be learned there, technically speaking. But I haven't also I have had one done with the bamboo just quickly, just because I wanted to feel what it was like versus getting it actually done. The one advice I would say is that I've thought about getting a couple of tattoos that are sort of Thai based from Thailand, thinking that you know I'll get something in Thai and the Thai tradition which is considered kind of acceptable or cool by our standards, Western world, but it's not by theirs. So they'll have people out here that will actually do them, but they're not that super happy about it. They don't really want you running around with a Buddha or anything like that on them. And, you know, you kind of, they'll do it because they need the cash and, you know, they'll, they'll do it because they don't really give a shit, but it's not really proper. So for me, the only advice I have about getting tattoos in Thailand is just to get something more like your stars, get something, get them to draw out what it is that you want or spell what it is that you want and get double check the spelling, make sure you're correct. Cause they'll just, if there's crooked on the, you know, the tail is crooked versus being straight. They'll just think that that's the way it's supposed to be. They'll literally copy it exactly as it is. So if you don't have a perfect uh, a picture or a perfect spelling or a perfect S's in my case, they'll they'll copy them crooked. They'll think that that's just they don't have the sense to put it back into sort of what sees what seems to be the normal or what would be uh, adjusted by a, a Westerner. They don't sort of adjust these things. They just just copy. So just be real, real specific. Getting the drawing done and stick to getting just stick with it. It's cheap. Go with that versus oh, I want to get a Thai tattoo from a Thai guy in Thailand. Eh, I don't know. Like this, that might be funny for you. That might be cool to you. You might not give a shit. But for me, it kind of matters a little bit. When you sit here and talk to people about tattoos and Thai people about tattoos, it means a little bit more to them than than what what they mean to us. They're not just so random and just done like where they, they would would we would do them back in say Australia. Well, yeah, that that's one one thing that stood out with me was that how much. Obviously, the culture is, is Buddhist for the most part. And, you know, people, especially Westerners, getting Buddha head tattoos and Buddha tattooed, like it's just not a very cool thing to do. Like it's uh, not at all. It's very anti their way. Yeah. Um, and for you to walk into a shop and demand that you tattoo this on me, not mm-hmm. demand, but pay them, essentially, it's not very cool. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would give. I would say definitely take another person with you, not just go on yourself. I mean, you come along a couple of times and I've been tattooed and 
yeah, help I mean, the guy out. For sure, for with, sure. Uh, yeah. Or have taste mint or like, no, this is off or this needs to be bigger or and it's just an extra set of eyes. They'll, they'll 100% yeah, yeah. agree with your instructions. They're not understanding exactly what you're talking about. And you can't say, you know what I mean? There's just no point. Like, you've got to get it down. It's got to be 100% how you want it done and copied the same size at the right place. Everything, make sure it's really, really done on your end as well. Yeah, exactly. Possible. I mean, that, that that place where I first got tattooed and, like, ended up becoming a regular, especially because uh, it was close to where we live. The guy spoke a little bit of English and it was okay and the shop was, was cool. But, it, yeah, I mean, it helped having that extra set of eyes there for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's good. But, yeah. All right, so in, in general, not just in Phuket and in Thailand, but if someone was like, hey, Gabe, I want to get my first tattoo tomorrow, what would you suggest for a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned over your times of getting tattooed? Um, firsts are always going to be remembered. So is it something that you've just come up with? Do you want a tattoo or do you want that tattooed? If you know what I mean? Like, is it just the, yeah, yeah, you want yeah. to get drawing or is it this drawing that you want to get done or this saying or this, whatever it is, if it's something that they've always wanted to get tattooed, then I'm all up for it. But if they're just looking for a tattoo because oh, it's time or cause it's, uh, I want one for the weekend or whatever the fuck, like this kind of idea of getting a tattoo, make sure it's something that, I don't think has to have too much meaning and make sure it's not anything that's too big because you're going to want to somehow at some point tweak it, change it, cover it, delete it, whatever. Like it's the first one. Like we all make mistakes. The one I had when I was 15, it only lasted a year or two before it was extended on. And then on that one, uh, that extended on one was covered up. So essentially it's got three. There's three tattoos on that one sort of first tattoo initially. Um, and I've had one deleted. I've had one lasered off and it wasn't because of the tattoo specifically. I would get the exact same tattoo put somewhere else. It was just the placement. I wasn't into it. So I didn't want anything on my torso. So it was on my chest and I got it deleted off the chest. So it's not tattoo specifically. It was just the spot. So yeah, be smart. Um, if you're going to get a small one, put it in a not so important small place. Like people who get small tattoos on the big round part of their shoulder or on their back. It's like, yeah, you're kind of taking up big real estate, leave the big real estate for the big buildings sort of thing. Take the small real estate for the small ones. So, you know, put something on the inside of your wrist like you said, like you did that time. Small one, inside the wrist, it's small. But don't put a small one right in the spot in the middle of your shoulder. At some point, you're going to go on and get another one and you don't want to have to... Well, this is, <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing that... <laughs> this is the thing that people have come to realize that I've got tattoos but people don't realize and they don't have any tattoos is that it opens the gate like crazy. You're going to get like, another holy one. Shit, like, <laughs> trust me, you're going to get another one. There's no one that just gets one tattoo yeah. and then stops and exactly. doesn't think about it ever again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Once you realize you can, once you realize you can do it and you can sit there and go through the, essentially what you perceive as being painful or whatever, oh, or yeah, go through yeah. the whole setup and yeah. the time and, then you're like, oh, maybe I should do another. You'll get over the pain part straight away. It's not that bad. It's in the yeah. moment. It's for a couple yeah. of days later. It stings. It's like having a severe sunburn. It's okay. It's livable. You'll be fine. Then once you see how yeah. how much you like it, the reminders you get, and how if you associate it to a story or memory or a moment, every time you look in the mirror or someone talks about it, you get that little funny little moment in the middle like, I've had a few done with a few friends, and so every single time this one gets brought up, it reminds me straight of that moment with that friend and, 
you know, within a day or two and send them a text, hey, man, thinking about you. <laughs> oh, yeah, why? What did I do? Nothing. Just see the tattoo every day. Just thought I'd say hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. The worst one was one day I said, oh, yeah, do you remember that one that we got together? Said, no, nah, yeah, nah, I had that one taken off. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me yeah just you uh, sick okay cool well i'm not leaving mine i'm, but, not, I'm not taking it away I'm, I'm gonna leave mine there so all good yeah i'm yeah. kind of I'm glad that uh, i'm not in, in phuket sometimes or bangkok because the availability mm. to just finish lunch and then be like hey there's a tattoo shop yeah i'm bored what <laughs> do you do? yeah, yeah. i thought about getting this tattoo how long have you been thinking about it yeah a couple of days let's go since Shit. i ordered my food yeah I just saw a guy walking down the street with something that looked pretty cool. I think I might go get something similar. What? Yeah, I can understand that. So, yeah, that's not a good idea to go out and on a whim. Make sure it's something you've thought about. Make sure it's something small. And if it's something small, put it somewhere where it can be seen as something small. Where you can leave it uninterrupted. I've had things covered, put over and tweaked and extra added on and stuff a hundred times. I'm just, I'm quite impulsive. I just go. And then in the end, it's like, yeah, I could probably make that a little bit better. Being impulsive and a perfectionist at the same time doesn't really work sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get that part right. Well, bro, I think that's, uh, I think that's me. And that's some good advice to end on, I think. Cool, cool. I'm going to make like Tom. Sick. Enjoy your work out. And I look forward to checking it out on Instagram, Adams underscore quest. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's quite self-promotion and self plug yeah, yeah, why not? This is what it's all about. Yeah. This, is, this is yours, so do it. Do, do, do it. All right, buddy. I'll catch you on Hi, the bro. next one. All right, peace out.